me here, interviewing me, and I've been going over in my mind the subject I wanted to extend on, on this series of singleness, and what I really want to talk to y'all about is isolation, and yeah, we all kind of have in our minds what isolation looks like. Some people will call it a quarantine. Some people will call it a respite. Some people may call it a getting away from the world. But isolation in what I'm going to use the phrase of true singleness And in this phrase of true singleness, I'm explaining it as you aren't, as I stated maybe earlier in other podcasts before, but you're not looking for anyone. You're comfortable being alone in your quiet, in your moment, in your present, and thinking about ways of your future in a healthy mental mindset and emotional availability. Hopefully that can break down to singleness. So I'll move forward. So in true singleness, isolation to me is really taking time to understand yourself. And we've gone through a lot of things over the last three Years, I would say from 2019, we're hitting on 2023, so we can say technically we're moving into the third year because 2020 is where the world kind of went, kind of went, basically went chaotic. And the shift is where our minds kind of went from we had a lot going for us in 2019 to oh my goodness, where's where are we going now? What's happening? 2021. Maybe there's light, maybe there's hope. 2022, maybe things went backwards. There's always a lot of up and downs. And I'm not telling you you need to have a form of consistency within your isolation. What I want you to understand as I talk about isolation is as you begin to grow comfortable in who you are closing things off doesn't worry you hinder you spiritually or confuse you to make you question yourself and your ability and with where you are isolation isn't supposed to be a jail cell or you telling people to bugger off, you know, it's not like that. Isolation is literally you coming to terms with your decisions, with where you are in that moment. And the hardest part about isolation that maybe not everyone has the problem with, but I personally am continuing to be a student of, honestly. Um, 
is being being present and being available mentally and consciously for myself to not imagine or to form in my mind how things should go in the future. I try to reel back away from the future because it hasn't happened yet. And the more I focus on the present, I find the happier I am in my isolation. So, over the last, ooh, so purposefully isolation came actually in 2020 when we were all forced into a form of isolation, which was called quarantine. And as introverts, we probably were like, yay, I was hoping the world will come to terms with who we are. Um, We never had the world like that for ourselves. And we've always had to live life as extroverts and in the world and in the community, I should say, in the community of autism, they call it masking. And masking is basically trying to pretend you can associate and become part of societal standards and whether or not you're introvert and autistic and other forms of you know developmental or neurodevelopmental disorders to where you're having to mask yourself not saying introvert is a neurological disorder a developmental disorder, but introvert is more of an intuitive feeling as well as an emotional need. But for neurological developmental people, they need to have the ability to be understood. And if they're not able to be understood, they mask to fit in society to appear that they are understood to have some form of validation, and it's understandable. As introverts, we mask ourselves as go, go, go people. We may mask ourselves as talkative and or very social people. And yes, we can talk a lot. Yes, we can be social. But I think we over do it in order to fit the norm of society so that people don't think we're weird because as we've seen in media if you recluse you're awkward you're the loner you're the person that people try to stay away from or stray away from in order to not be associated with someone of that kind of liking. So when the world shut down and everyone started to quarantine or 
move into their environments to stay put. It was the realization that I never had time for me to truly get through what I needed for myself without justifying other things. You know, I had to reset up boundaries and the boundary situation was super hard. Maybe I'll go in depth in that in another um, part of this series, but boundaries was very important to know how I respected myself first in order to translate that to someone else. And it's hard for people around you to adjust, first to adjust, I would say, your boundaries because they know you as one way or as another person because of your masking. And at the same time, if people truly allowed you to be yourself, it's almost like, well, I wouldn't have had to mask and not have those boundaries if you would have respected me in the first place. So that felt so conflicting because I had to own up to, in this isolation, right now in the present, you are trying to realize who you are but in the past you have to forgive yourself for what you didn't know now and you can't predict the future because it hasn't happened but you can plan for the future so nothing from the past comes forth and that's the struggle I have with boundaries and how to set them up because it brings me to my next thing through isolation what you go through in singleness and true singleness is trust and the trust issues we go through due to the fact we're realizing that the boundaries we had before were either non-existent or very little to now having these boundaries and learning how to communicate that with others around us and acknowledging who is going to go through with adjusting themselves to who I am now and who is going to be willing to do that. And if they're not willing to do that, can I trust this person to change over time? You know, we always say, can people really change? I'd say people can, people can change. Let's do a sidebar. People can change, but I think it's harder for people to adjust. To change, you don't have to be authentic. In my mind, you can be non-authentic and be changed. You can be, oh, what's another one? You can be, um... A character in your change. Some people are just natural chameleons like myself, but there's 
people who tried to become this multi-actor in this change so that they don't have to truly adjust. And with adjustment, they're not just changing to change for the sake of the individual or because you want to still be part of that relationship. The, the adjustment is for identifying where you lacked in respect of that individual and what you have to come in terms with of what you did not do and maybe and more than likely now you are needing to apply these things to your situation so with trust I had to trust that people were willing to adjust to change for me but to truly desire the change truly desire the adjustment excuse me to to adjust truly in order to show the respect that I deserved but also to reflect where they were seeing the lack in themselves through our relationship and I too had to take ownership in certain situations that I didn't communicate because I didn't know who I was So sometimes, from boundaries to trust, we are relearning about ourselves and relearning about others who are committing to the adjustment. And then I realized those who wanted to be the change and only the change would not be able to follow suit and follow me along my path and my journey only thing that they could do for me is just be a vessel as in a physical form and being so that I can make them a count or a number in a circle of either friends or family that I was acquainted or close with. And I, I just had no need for that anymore. At this point in my life, I didn't want more numbers to collect. I didn't want more people who didn't have anything to give back. So in the isolation, I went through who was changing and who was adjusting and who did not move. And I just... I, when I tell you, I just drop people like flies. Oh, it it was so drastic, and it was so quick. But I had to do it in a way to where it was: you take me seriously, and you need to know. And some people would be like, "Well, I." I mean, everyone's going to have their own way of doing it. But some people may have said, you know, I would have given that person some time or give this person some more time to the adjustment. And I think as introverts, we just know. We just know if that person is and is willing and if they're not and if they won't. We just know 
and I just used my intuition. I used my instincts and I used my discernment in having to make those quick calls to who got to be and who wasn't going to be in my life. And some things God revealed, yes. Some things were just revealed through dreams and some things were just revealed in prayer. I think overall, I made good decisions. And I'm reflecting more now over the boundaries and the trust that I've gone through to now be in a place where I had to heal and forgive and I couldn't even let go because I'm not even in the stage of let go yet. Healing and forgiving, I had to truly go deep into the isolation portion of that moment to just go, what did I have control over that one, I have no control over anymore. And two, what is it benefiting me to hold on to something that no longer exists? That's already been done. And the world continued after that. And I tried different things like, let me go over my own closure. So I went through the process again and I went through what I would hope had happened in the moment or what I wish I did. Either I wish I stood up for myself more or actually stood up for myself or could I have communicated something differently so that the person really understood where I was coming from. And I realized that one... I have no control over how someone perceives me and who I am. And two, it already happened. So I just came to a realization that, hey, Christina, you can't hold on to this anymore. You can't be this person who just continues to carry over like it's some reward benefit when you're getting no benefit. You know, um, it was living rent-free in my mind with multiple things causing either heavier anxiety or more emotional distress. And I finally had to go, you know what? It just came to a point where I was just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. Um, you are who you are. I am who I am. Would I ever want this person back in my life? No. Does it matter what they would think? No. Would it matter what they would say next if we ever came across each other's path? No. Okay, let it go. And I went through each scenario, and even the scenarios where I had no conclusion over what was said after the situation, who was told what, what was done behind my back, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. And so that part of the healing and forgiveness was, I think, the longest part of my isolation portion of getting through to my true singleness. 
Because when I was finally at the place of letting go, even though I had peace, the peace was more abundant. And I went, oh, this was here the whole time, but I never got the fullness of it because I was holding on to something else. So through letting go, I'm walking in a state of isolation of the wonderless stage, the hmm, what's next stage, the now we finally got somewhere, what can we do? You know, it's the curiosity stage in the isolation where you really see your true ability and where you stopped yourself short for other people's sake maybe because they either belittled you or they needed you to lower yourself you see your greatness and you begin to have to mourn the time lost from you not being able to use that greatness to its fullness up to the point of where you are and it's sad because then you have to go Not everyone saw that greatness, and if they did, they shrunk me down so that they could become bigger. And people do that intentionally, I find, because of, yes, insecurity, but because your greatness could be so big, they don't know how to handle someone like you, which means they themselves don't know who they are. And then they also aren't needed to be around you. That's why knowing who you are in your singleness, in your true singleness, is so important because you don't take on people and situations that don't serve you, that don't bring back self of who you are. If I don't see a portion of me in it, I'm not giving to it and I'm not going to put myself in the situation. Because at this point, those of us who are empathetic and have compassion towards others, we get hit the most in life because people take advantage of what we have because we're full with so much abundance of it. But we have to realize there's a point where we go, you know what, you don't get that. And I get to choose who I give it to, how much, and when. And if I don't see people or the environment, situation, saying, hey, I'm going to give back to you what you gave me, I'm not putting in my investment. That's like saying, hey, I'm going to go get myself some stocks with no dividends. Because at the end of the day, we can choose stocks that are great companies. But if they're not giving anything in return for what I'm putting back in, I'm just waiting on them to be great instead of seeing them reinvest in me and in the amount, or actually I should say, I'm giving more, (laughs) you know, but... Give me something back and make sure it's worth value. 
give me something back that is going to bring something to my greatness. And people are afraid of people who are great because if I give back to their greatness, they're going to be greater and I'm going to be lesser. And there's no such thing. Because when you identify who you are, and if everyone identified who they were, no one's less than. Everyone's great. But we'll always have that comparison with social media through, you know, who got the promotion, who didn't get the promotion, who got viral, who didn't get viral, all these things of comparison will always be in the way of our true greatness and who we are to be and walk in who we are to become for this world and for others. So, so yeah, isolation process <laughs> summed up in under 30 minutes. So basically all, I hope you understood where I was coming from. Isolation, it took me a lot and there's still more along this isolation process, but I just wanted to give you a logist of what I did in my singleness to understand my true singleness and my time of isolation. So, with that said, I hope you all have a wonderful day, evening, week. I hope you find your greatness, find your true singleness, identify your value and worth, and love yourself more. You have a lot to give to yourself than what you're giving credit for. So everyone have a great day, evening, and happy hibernation. <laughs>